Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I'm your host, Honest Abe, and this is the first KMA broadcast of 2023. I am here with my gang broadcasting from sunny, well, not sunny South Florida, I guess. Uh, the goat and I are in sunny South Florida, and then we have our man, Koopa. What's Good up? morning. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. I would say it's sunny, but frigid. I don't know if frigid is the right word, but it is frigid in South Florida this morning. What is it, it like 50 degrees? 40. We're in the 40s. (laughs) High 40s. 40s for us is like the teens for everywhere else. I I, I saw the Rafael Nodell post this morning at something like 46, and for him, that's like extreme, like severe cold. Literally. literally. Yeah, Yeah. I walked outside. I usually have my morning cup of coffee on the lanai. I walked outside, opened that door. I was like, Woof. <laughs> holy shit. Went back in and got my thick robe. Absolutely. It's a, it's a little uh, nippy here in sunny South Florida. Sunny and nippy. Yeah, we're at 40 degrees exactly here in North Carolina. Ah, so you, we're not far behind you. Yeah, not far, that's not far behind, actually. Because uh, we get colder in the winter. It, it gets cold at night here in the winter. Sure. So, yeah. What we got going on here. There we go. Well, so how was your New Year's, everybody? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, it was great because I did nothing. I actually took downtime from my a lot of my things I do. So downtime from forty two podcasts. I cut. I basically have really eliminated most podcasts for three weeks. Good for you. Um, yeah, I mean the coop site was was more on autopilot during that time, but it was yeah I had not really had a break like that uh, in a long time, so it was very relaxing to just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, see, I mean New Year's for me has uh, it just it, since I moved to Florida, even before kids, it is completely different than New Year's in, in Philadelphia what I, that I'm used to, <laughs> especially New Year's Day. I mean that was such a like. It was such a like culture shock for me that it, it is it is it's literally dead town in Florida on New Year's yeah. Day, you know. In, in Philly, New Year's Day with, with the Mumbers Parade is like Mardi Gras on steroids. Yeah, I when I moved into the Philly area and I discovered how big the Mummers made New Year's Day, it was it, I had the opposite reaction. Yeah, like, because it's yeah, just sleepy town everywhere else. New yeah, Year's Day. Yeah, it really is. It changes the whole dynamic of New Year's Day. Yeah, Philly's cranking all day, yeah, all night, yeah. New Year's. Yeah, on the day, on the day, on the, the day. Huge, I mean, huge, it, the Mummers Parade's like a huge five, ten mile long Mardi Gras parade that then curls down into from Broad Street to Second Street all day, all night. What, 
What's yeah, this, this is not a, a three-hour tournament of roses parade. Well, it's yeah. not a Mardi Gras parade. It's a mummer's parade. But the, the best way I could describe what a mummer looks like is kind of that Mardi Gras Mardi. dress. Yeah. And string bands and marching down. Do you know what a mummer is? Or is that just some made-up? Yeah, mummer is a guy, is a drunken Irishman from Philadelphia that marches in the parade on second on New Year's Day. That's fucking hilarious. Let me see if I can. I'm going to pull a pick. See. Yeah, I mean, but this thing, like like I was saying, it's not like the Tournament of Roses, which is like three hours. It goes from the morning of New Year's Day well into the night is what this thing does. Right. We, we kept it simple, man. We just had some family over at the house. Kids got to blow their horns and whatnot. But you took a trip. You were out west, right? No, we, we left. We just left for Christmas. We were okay, back. okay. So you came back for New Year's, though. 26th, 27th. Right, we you came- be, yeah, we we're supposed to be back the 28th, and then we had that whole, like, missing the connection. You know, I, you know, I made a post on, on the way there um, about Dallas-Fort Worth, and, you know, there were some people who said it was an awesome airport. And in defense to Dallas-Fort Worth, it may be an awesome airport. It just hands down, and no one can refute this, the worst airport to make a connection through. Because in all my years of flying, 90 percent of the time if you're connecting through dfw you got a problem i've been in the air for 30 minutes an hour i've been on the runway for 30 minutes an hour i mean it's just like every time you go there i've now officially said that i will make a second stop before i'll do a connection through dallas fort worth mm. i have yeah. only flown there and flown back i, I connect. Yeah, did we have did we have a problem in our when we went? No, but we were flying there and flying oh, back. Right. It wasn't a connect. Yeah, that that airport is massive, like in terms of size, too. I mean, it's it's it takes up so much square footage. Um, when you go rent a car, it's like a half hour away. It's crazy. Yes, it's very weird. Like you literally get on the shuttle for a half hour. Wow. To get there. I remember that. I, I, feel I remember like I'm going to Oklahoma. Where or the something. hell are we going? Literally. So look, here, this is what Philadelphia looks like uh, New Year's Day all day yeah. and all night. I mean, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That, yeah, that's. It, it, I mean, it's just it hours of this different yeah. clubs that do this all day and night. It's it, it's a great. I mean, do you you watch the streaming of it? Because I, yeah. I watch some of the streaming. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, it's not the same though as watching it. I guess on the regular TV though, it's a little different with the streaming. Of course, they've also changed the route. They've shortened the route a little bit. Yeah. So is that, is that a bucket list item? New Year's Day in Philadelphia. We had that Anybody? Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a good time. It's it's a cool thing to see. I never went because my kids were younger when we lived there, and um, but I watched it. I mean, I I didn't understand it when I first moved there, and you know, by the end, I was like, I really missed it. So what was cool was, so that that's that's Broad Street, which is the, the largest street in Philadelphia, and, and I lived on Thirteenth Street, which Broad Street is technically Fourteenth Street. So what was cool, you, you, you go to the, you, you know, you go to the parade and all of your friends, all the neighborhood people, everybody's cooking like roast pork and everybody's house is open. Everybody's passing through everybody's house, stopping in. Happy New Year. Eat, eat here, eat there. It's it's a uh, especially in South Philly. It's a um, it's a fun time. And then what happens is that all the clubs, they're all Irishmen from Second Street. And so after they parade down, they, they go down and, and they all march towards their clubs. And it's like the only day of the year where. Uh, outsiders are actually welcome on Second Street in the Irish neighborhood. <laughs> I can't, you know, 
I, growing up in Chicago, really, New Year's Day was a ghost town. Yeah, I, I, it is everywhere. I, I from yeah. what I understand, it's everywhere. It's a ghost town outside of Philadelphia. It's just a lazy yeah. day. Yeah, watch some bowl games. It even New York was lazy up on that type of day, and certainly down here in North Carolina, it is. Yeah. So speaking of Chicago, Beans Beans, one of our socialites on uh, Smoking Social. You know what's funny is I don't know if anybody knows his real name. I do. We got it somewhere, but I keep forgetting it because it just goes by beans. But anyways, he video messages me while he's in Pequod's in Chicago. He was down there. It's my favorite pizza joint, actually, in Chicago. I told him, I told him he's got a freeze one and mail us one. They have an Italian beef pizza. It's to, oh, die, for. It's oh. to die for with the hot jardinera sprinkled on top. I guess he had never had it. I said, how could you live in Chicago and never had it? Because he posted a picture. I didn't know he lived there. I thought he was traveling. So he posted a picture of Pequod's like about a week ago. And I'm like, people need to stop posting about this pizza place, man, because it's just, you know, now it's becoming very touristy. The original place is in a small suburbs, like right outside where I live. So um, they opened like a now a downtown one, and it's been open for a while. But it's very touristy now. So I didn't know he actually lived there. So he went back. I'm like, you went back to Chicago? He goes, bro, I live here. I'm like, you live there and you know had Italian beef? So he had, it, he had it last night. He thanked me for the recommendation. Let's see if he actually will freeze one and mail us one. I, I had in Minneapolis Italian beef wrapped around a hot sausage. Un, I believe I was thirsty um, for like, the called, rest of the week. The combo. Yeah, com- it was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 I, but I was thirsty for like the rest of the day. I can tell you that. Sure, of the, course. The baller move is you get an Italian com- You get a cheesy Italian combo. That's where they take Italian beef. They, they put the sausage in the middle. They load it up with the beef on top. They slam the jardinera, they slam the yeah. provolone on top of it, and then you get it wet. They dip it in the gravy so it, the cheese all melts oh. in there, and they pull it out, and the whole thing is just a wet, sloppy mess. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like a uh, Philly taco. Oh, yeah. so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. yeah, and you know, Alex and I hear a lot about, like, Ita- Italian beef in Chicago versus the cheesesteak. They're, they're two the different animals. Thing. They're two different no, animals. No, yeah. it's, it's not the same thing. Animals. Completely different, yet. Yeah. You yeah. know what was funny is when I first came to Florida in 1998, seven, um, my shop had at least like, you know, a dozen Italians, like New York Italians, a lot of New, New York relocated people here in Florida. So I'm, I'm, you know, I just got here. I'm asking, hey, where can you get a good Italian beef? And like, I was in utter shock. Like, what? Like an Italian beef. What's that? I said, aren't you? I, I mean, I grew up in Chicago. I just thought it was a, an Italian thing. You know, I didn't know it was a regional Chicago. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Italian beef, for the love of God. None of my Italian friends knew, ever heard of it or knew what it was. I'm like, how could you not know what Italian beef is? So I'll never forget, man. I had some flown in pros and whatever. We made Italian beef sausages and sh- uh, Italian oh, beef wow. sandwiches in the shop. Oh, yeah, they flipped out. And we ended up doing it like once a year for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, growing up in New York, I never really heard of it until I started going to Chicago. I mean, it yeah, was, wasn't, it's not a thing in New York. Yeah. It must have been just the Italians in Chicago. I mean, I, I mean, I guess Italians started making it in Chicago. I mean, I. I never really looked up the origin of the name Italian beef, but I mean, like I the, thought it was an Italian thing, huh? The, the equivalent for us would be like a roast pork. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah. I'm hungry. Right. Well, we found ourselves a good uh, Chicago dog spot. Yes. Actually, you know what? I had a Polish yesterday. You got to try the Polish. Yeah. Right. They got a good Maxwell Street Polish. I, I, Alex found a food truck, man. It was like one of the best Chicago dogs I had here. And, you know, either you love him or you hate him. Yeah, All I right. Mean, I got to put eat a regular hot dog. It's not, we call it dragged to the garden. It's not dragged to the garden. Salad dog. Yeah, it's called. That's yeah, good. Chicago, I like Chicago. Dog. Yeah, well, definitely when the Coop team comes in, 
uh, for Great Smoke. We're going to hit this. So, Yeah, we got it mapped dogs. now. We know where the food truck is. Yeah. <laughs> Skyguard Dogs, and definitely you got to bring the team to VNS, Coop. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, it's already been mandated. They have to go <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. They have so to go there. So how many people are coming down? Uh, it's going to be the whole Coop crew, four of us, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're they're all uh, – in fact, Bear just got his plane ticket a few minutes ago. So uh, we got that all done. So yeah, Thanks we're we're, we're excited about some. Yeah, we're, we're, it's great because we we can all come down there. Obviously, we want to be part of a great event, but it's also great team building for us because PCA sure. we're just we're just really just going crazy. So this I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Man, this is the most unfun part of the Great Smoke. Even the the hours I'll spend doing the television production and slotting that's almost creative, right? I mean, it's stressful, but it's creative. But man. We are working on this catalog, and I'm telling you, this is the worst part of this event every year. You know, I, I have stacks of papers on my desk. I mean, you can see them. You know, these, these, these are commitment forms from manufacturers they filled out in August. <laughs> August 22, okay? Yeah. August. August 22. And no one's prepared. All, all we've spent the last two weeks <laughs> doing is chasing down people, shit that's not in the warehouse. I mean... I got, I won't even mention the company's name, but I got an email last week, seven days ago, confirming all the product. So we place our TGS orders in. It's only January, but we place them now while we know they have the product and we just tape it up. We leave it in the warehouse and we mark the booth. We mark the company and we know that this, this box is going to get transported to the fairgrounds, you know, the week of the event so we can set up. I got an email seven days ago confirming everything. And then we go to place the order. They call back. Well, we don't have these two items in stock and we don't accept them by March. You committed to them in August. Right. A week ago, you confirmed you had everything. And, 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 and here's the thing. We don't pick the product for this reason. We said, you pick the products. Just make sure it's products you can sell us during TGS time. So we have yeah, it. I mean, there's a section here, I don't want to blur, but there's a section here where they get to pick the SKUs they want to sell. We know we know there's production issues. We know sometimes right. there are packaging issues. We, we don't know. So we don't want to pick stuff and then go have it, and they don't have it for the you – know, that's, that's what we experienced last year when we did this, like, catalog and six items for the first time. So they filled this out, and you figure somebody, when they filled this out in August, would say to themselves, all right – we got an event in March. We need to have these six items. Let's 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 grab a little bit from every container so we have it ready. We'll set it aside for the great smoke. Nope. Nope. Event cigars what. chasing <laughs> down. Literally, I think there's eight companies, six to eight, that I could say from top to bottom, fills out the form, everything is ready, everything is understood. They meet they meet every deadline. They're good to go. I, I can probably guess most of those. I'm just telling you, well, one of them is right one's behind. your back wall, absolutely. Yeah, one of them is your back wall. Absolutely. He's, I mean, they I mean, that one, yeah. Even the length and gauge of the slug, oh, everything is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tight out. Tight out. Oh, easy. I bet. I bet. Makes you know, it, it's funny because I know we, we talked a lot about when the cigars were given out last year, and, and Nick gave out the uh, Bourbon Barrel A's Connecticut, which we just thought was a great cigar for anyone. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, there was a lot of effort, I think, put into what he was even giving out. You can see it. No, he always does. This yep. is funny. I think it's full. That's our industry, buddy. That's our industry. Last minute, unprepared. Uh, look, something comes up and can't give up. No, this is the part that really eats my soul. I yeah. mean, it's like where my soul dies a little every year because 
while I'm doing something I shouldn't have to be doing. I'm telling you, I started this week. I'm halfway through. I wasted a whole week. I'll probably waste a good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday of next week chasing. And then I got to get back to all the work I didn't do for a week. Listen, here's the reality. If, if it was not for that moment at about 4.30. Literally. When you four. get up on stage, 4.45, and everybody, everything comes together and it culminates and everything. If it's not for that moment, that's the moment that recharges us for next year because everything prior yeah. to that mm-hmm. is torture. It's but, like having babies, right? But literally. A woman's miserable for nine months. Some of them go nuts right. for nine months. Then you get this thing and all it does is shit and cry all day, whatever. And then they hit like, you know, a year and two years. And you look at this and you forget all that shit. You're like, oh, let's have another one of these. Right. Things, right? right? Yeah. You forget right. That, they, right. that they're so beautiful. That they become so beautiful at the point you forget. But as hectic and as crazy as anything is, I like the creative process, right? When we when we scour the internet to make cool stuff for the great small quitter, that's work. But that's fun work. That's creative work. This is just whip me on a dog sled, unnecessary, brutal work that's just soul eating, man. It really is. The worst part of it. Worst part of it every year. I, I've seen the prep. You, I mean, look, I'm, I don't work for Smoke In, but, you know, I've been down there when you guys are loading boxes and packs and the, or I, you know, I hear from the show. You guys are, the effort is so, you guys put so much effort into this. There's, there's no question. And look, it's, it pays off. I can just tell you from everyone I talk to, it absolutely pays off. So the hard work, I know it's torture, but I know a lot of us appreciate it as well. The well, funniest for us at the end too. Like yeah. I said, that, that yeah. 430 yeah. moment, just that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funniest yeah. thing is when people ask me, you know, wow, man, how big is the team that put this together? About four of us. Yeah, it's like four of us. What? Yeah. Listen, the funny part is we haven't even gotten into the fucking late night hours yet. When we're here till 10, 11, 12, you're you I come in the next day, you're still here. Yeah, we haven't done the late boys yet. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. But that's usually that's usually when Abe starts getting into the the show schedule. Show schedule. But yeah. I well, think that's I think that's become your favorite part too. It, it's kind of cool. You're a television because, producer. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 kind of cool. You're literally a television producer. And what's really cooler, especially when you have the confidence, because now we've worked with this team for two years. Right. We have an understanding. So I know how to lay it out on paper and I have complete confidence in the director of his execution of he knows what, what he's looking at. Oh, yeah, right. what I envisioned, which really kind of makes it really special. Um, we had our first you know, and it's really funny because this is only the second year of this live virtual format. So it's still a lot, a big educational process. I mean, I think I, I go on tour starting next week. I start, I'm doing a, a slew of podcasts and shows to help explain to new consumers, even some consumers from last year who haven't figured out the great smoke. But um, uh, we have our five mini releases that began uh, 10 days ago, January 4th on my birthday. Uh, the first one was Sokka's Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Uh, sold out. Sold out. So that's as expected. As, as expected. expected. Yeah. as expected. And I tell you what's cool after two years of doing this. I think three. Three? I think three. At least two. But at least at least minimum two. But I think maybe three. Three of companies got involved with the theme this year. So right. now they're not just making cigars; they're getting I, more into it. And, I like and that. Knowing I, what I, the theme is, and we already have two two companies, or maybe three, for twenty twenty four. 
Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, our next one's coming up this Wednesday. So this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have your Great Smoke tickets live or virtual, just head over to our Smoking Facebook page, Great Smoke Facebook page, Smoking YouTube page. Watch our virtual event with Alec and Bradley Rubin. Um, we made 300 of this very special pack, actually. I love working with these boys. They're so creative, and they're so much Absolutely. fun. They're so, they're so into every project. Whether yeah. it was kind of tour club or whatever, they're, they're, they're very, very, very good to work with. I enjoy them wholeheartedly. Um, and they were, when we approached them to do something for TGS this year, they got very excited. And I think I, I think you saw the packaging before we did, Coop. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Yeah. I think every every year it's kind of funny. Uh, I go into the office and I see something I don't I'm not supposed to see. I saw the trilogy packaging, I think, before you guys did too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, they they're 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 TGS release, which they call the crew with a K. And if you don't know what a crew is, a crew is the group that organizes and the, the forms and have uh, Mardi Gras parades, right? Yep. Floats. Mm -hmm. They're the team that handles the floats, creating of the float. They do everything with the float for Mardi Gras. And um, we have a little video snippet. If you haven't seen it, if you might have seen it online, but if not, we're going to run a little video right now uh, featuring the crew. And this is the cigar that will be released during our broadcast, 7 p.m. this Wednesday, January 18th. Why don't you run the video for me, Alex? very impressed yeah. with that and yeah you know, you know the boys have really i think since they got to alec bradley they they have a real pulse i think to what a lot of consumers want because they smoke so much stuff so i'm i've seen a big change in the products overall at alec bradley since they've gotten there it just seems like they, they're connecting with people with these blends more and more now and, and they're really they i mean they're kind of like cigar geeks they are right, right. Which, which makes for a really good blenders when you're yeah. real, you know, hardcore cigar geek and they are. And, and I think, I, I think they're whiskey bourbon guys too. They are. Yeah, they are. they are. They are. You can't tell from that video, but that's, um, that's, it's a, it's a big seven by 48 cigar. It's a nice size cigar. When I saw the band on that thing, it was just, uh, I just said, wow, that's like, like I said, for a small release like that, that was really, really well done. No, I, I can't wait to try one. We'll probably crack one open before the show. And uh, before I release, just check it out. Like that, we crack open one of every bundle, so one of every one, just for right. us. We have some to smoke. Right. When we when we make three hundred, we make three hundred. You know, they don't send us three hundred five, three ten. It's you know, yeah. probably should. Just so right, right. But you know what'll happen? We'll end up selling. We'll end up selling 
somebody if people don't realize that like you know there's stuff when we get small limited stuff we didn't have i didn't have a drac redux either did you if we if when it's small it goes to you Got guys it. man we don't yeah we we sell, it. Get, we sell it. it man you yeah. guys get your hands on it we know there's not a lot to go around i've actually had customers buy one in stores for me and then open up and give me one they'll say if you had one you're like no no there you go <laughs> and i'll have the consumer who will gift me one yeah. most of the time it's, it's yeah. awesome but yeah very excited about that and then that, from them we got robert holt rafael nodal and the godfather ernesto perez carrillo so I'm really curious on some of those other three too, especially you know Ernesto and Raphael and you know, Robert. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, Raphael. Kudos to Raphael because I'm going to tell you something, and I'll just be outright here. I would have never really gone to a company like Altidus to say, "Hey, you know, uh, will you make us a very special cigar for the Great Smoke and you know, small quiet." One, that kind of model is really not for them, right? But two, because it's not for them, I just wouldn't have had the confidence to have asked them, right? Um, it was because of our connoisseur club program that really gave me the the insight and to say, hey, these guys need to make it something. Rafael is Rafael Nadal over at Altus USA, who, you know, is in charge of the biggest, one of the biggest organizations, you know, premium cigar organizations in the world, right? Tons of stuff to do got so enthralled with our connoisseur club program, which just ended. We ran it for two years. So if you're just listening and just hearing about it, the, the program is over. It was really more of a ex social experiment than it was a, a club. Um, basically, we came up with asking manufacturers to make very limited blends, right? And consumers received them not knowing who made them, not knowing anything about them, would smoke them, rate them, talk about them, and then we, we would reveal who did it 30 days later. And Raphael got so enthralled in this club, so excited, and 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 you could just tell the excitement. You know, I could tell the guy, I could tell the guys I work with, the guys who are going through their emotions, and the guys who are really into it. I mean, you could just tell. You can't fake that kind of stuff. And um, he was so into it, and not only was into it, I think his his blends were some of the most popular ones every month they were in. Um, it, really it showed out, through the products. Yes, yeah, it really yeah. hit out of the park. So that's that's really gave me the idea. I say, look, let, let me let me ask them. The worst somebody could say ever is no. Right, right. So we asked them, and they, they were happy to do it. They were excited to do it. They got behind doing it. Um, put their biggest flagship name on it. It's a Monte Cristo. It's a limited. Wow. Yes, wow. It's a limited edition Monte Cristo. So, um, yeah, very excited. Yeah. I haven't tried it. Haven't seen so. Unlike our micro blends, which we are very involved with. If you follow us or know about my company, we're on like number what, 20, 19, 20 of our micro blend series, you know, but you know, we're very involved with how the cigar actually tastes. Yeah, we got to get to those. I know we didn't get to these. I have cigars here for an upcoming micro blend, maybe late this year, maybe early next year, but we're very involved in the process these TGS cigars were really not involved in the process at all. We literally just go to these companies and say, look, please make us something special. We'd like you to be involved and, and they go to it. So I don't know nothing about the Raphael blend yet. Packages haven't arrived. I believe they're in transit, but I'm really excited to try it and see how it is. Yeah. I mean, again, for have a Monte, a, a one-off Monte Cristo, like that's almost unheard of. I mean, again, that's a flagship brand. That's forget a one. Of. Yeah. Forget a one-off. I mean, like, I know they've done some Monte Cristo private labels, which which are from some of the bigger catalog people, which is not a one-off. Like it's their right. That's what, yeah, yeah. 
This is a one and done, no less. Right. It's in their production. Yeah. It's around for 10 years, you know, five years, whatever. But um, yeah, to do this kind of a project, I don't I don't think they've ever yeah. done it like that. No, so, I think that says a lot. Yeah. Very excited about it. Very excited about it. I got a feeling it's gonna be one of the sleepers. A lot yeah. of people are expecting something amazing. I got a feeling it's gonna be a sleeper. And, of, and listen, they don't put the Monte Cristo name on if it's not some of their best tobaccos. So I no, mean, absolutely. They, yeah, absolutely. So this is that's a big I mean, again, the Carlito cigar a couple of years ago. I mean, these are very special things you've had. Um it's really it's really heartwarming. Honestly, it really is. I mean, yeah. after six years in business, the extent that some of these manufacturers have really put into just supporting an event. I mean, it's just an yeah. event, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just a cigar event. We're not saving lives. We're not building schools. We're not. I mean, we donate money to the Kids Cancer sure, Foundation. Sure. But, yeah. You know, that's a relationship I have going back with them over a decade. I don't even think we advertise that we do that anymore. Yeah. Um, we don't, but it needs to be said. Sometimes, you know, the, the, the Great Smoke is a charity event yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, it's really heartwarming how, how some of these guys yeah. really get involved and support it. So, you know, anybody who's listening, Raphael, you might be listening. Thank you. We always, yeah. and we're always touched and appreciate. Excited for it. Yeah, excited for it too. Yeah. So I'm excited about this year, man. It's going to be a crazy year. We got, we got, we got a slew of big events. We got JD and the team here from Jewish State kicking it off. Yeah. Then we got Saka here. Then we got Hercox. For the dinner, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. dinner, and we got Matt Booth. I mean, this is a, this is a, we got we got St. Patrick's Day Friday night with Steve yep. Sock. How much corn? We should have a corned beef eating contest. Let me uh, put this out there, uh, folks. It's January fourteenth. There's less than fifty dinner tickets left. I I thought I got to say this. I thought it was really ballsy that you guys are selling a dinner event and putting Steve Saka up against that dinner event. That's that's confidence. Well, you the dinner what? event's only limited to 200 people. Okay. That's why. Yeah, and soccer will st- everybody right. floods the boy in afterward anyway, uh-huh. where Steve will be. And, you know, Steve being Steve doing the great smoke, he'll be here till three o'clock. In the true. Morning. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's not, you know, the dinner event really never interferes with anything. It, you okay. know, first off, you got thousands of people here and only a couple hundred could go. So the, the masses need something to do. Right. And then we finished dinner 10. 10 30 and guess where everybody goes anyway yeah they go hq anyway so it really it really is uh it's it's not a competition that's true i remember the year last now the dinner was open to everybody that'd be a different story you know you you have you have uh 200 seats of which you know we occupy probably my team 10 of them so right right. we sell 185 tickets to, to people that's pretty much it right there's another thousand people lingering around somewhere right so uh it's 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 uh what do you call it it's uh it's like a blockbuster this year yeah that's and, a Matt big... booth, and Matt booth and then terrence riley uh agonorsa validation validation brunch right. we, validation should make validation, brunch. we should make validation brunch shirts right yeah right one and that's like the sleeper i think of all the events that 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 sunday brunch is great it's, it's a just great a nice event. way to cap three yeah. days of just it really is yeah octree, really yeah and, and 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 look i called it I called it last year when we were setting up and we saw some guy, you know, <laughs> pull up in a station wagon, pull out a lawn chair, start drinking a beer and smoking a cigar. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, you know, the event's not like till tomorrow. Oh, we're going to hang out. I'm like, and I, I put a video on it. Like, this is where the tailgating is going to start. And sure enough, our first tailgate party is this year. 
yep. hosted by Mitch Wachrell and the Distinguished Ruffians. Eric Espinosa is going to be there. And once again, over the top, Eric made a small batch of special cigars, event cigars. I saw them. They're labeled. They're labeled with the... So, I mean, these are like kind of cool little collector things. And the first 100 people will get a cigar at the tailgate party. You know, it'll be interesting to see if we get 100 that early in the morning. But who knows? Oh, you, I don't know. I think yeah. you will. I think you will. I mean, Alex and I can tell you at Wing Bowl. <laughs> it, uh, you start tailgating. Wing, yeah, absolutely. You start getting in the middle of the night. I'm telling you. Yeah, don't right, out. right. Trust me. Trust right. me. That's right, Marshall. It was Doug Kojak who, yeah. who, who, yeah. who I'm, I, I called it, who will have, will have inspired what will eventually be my prediction within three years, just a parking lot full of people at nine in the morning. Absolutely. That's, I'm telling you, I, I agree. It's going to grow. This year will be the first year, but trust me, they'll, they'll start getting it earlier and earlier. Just making it harder and harder. Well, that tailgate, but that's that's the uh, fairgrounds problem. That really ain't our problem. Yeah. Well, they'll go it's to the all our problem, They'll it's go all over the point in the park tailgate if they can't go there. Right. It's all our problem. Oh, what else we got going on this week? Uh, well, wanna... Family in the cigar industry. I heard close their doors. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's really funny because. When I got in this business, it was a brand. I mean, uh, I remember it as a brand. Yeah, yeah, they were selling it, and then um, it did okay. It had a following, especially because they were here in Florida. And then Ashton picked it up. Yep. So Ashton was distributing, and they, they repackaged it a little bit and whatever. It just seemed, I don't know how it was across the country, but even in Florida here, after my maybe first two, three years in the industry, maybe four or five, you know, it gets a little blurry after a quarter century. Um, it just never really had legs, but they had a chain of stores. Um, but the, I, I, I think we, we talked about it. Sosa family closed their stores down. Yeah. And you know, the, that was like the Sosa family. They, they, they still had a reputation though, as one of, as like a family in cigars. They, they got an aficionado rating, I think once it was, so yeah. it, was a, it was a, you know, so people did look at that as like, as a destination when you went down to Disney, um, Certainly, hey, go to go to Sosa's store there. That was a a you know I've been there many times too. So it wasn't a total shock to me. Did you ever they, meet Arby Sosa? Yes. Okay, so I never met Arby Sosa. Yeah. Which, which a lot of people will be surprised. Don't know much about him, but I just got to ask myself. It just seems like when I got in the business, they had all the elements of becoming a you know nationwide good brand. What happened? Why? Why did it never take off? You got to. Re- you're getting aficionado coverage. You're working with companies like Ashton, and you're close with everybody in the industry. And you got. Yeah, it wasn't like like Fuente it, making their cigars. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you got a great reputation, and you know, I mean, I don't never heard nothing bad about them. Why? 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 Why did it never take, just even get traction, Coop? Um, this is my feeling, and again, I'm not trying to. Again, I don't Arby, but I, I'm not going to try to put myself in Arby. I don't think Arby's heart was ever in it. I just think he just – it wasn't his thing. I think he tried, but I just think, you know, I just think it wasn't his thing because he got out of the business pretty much. That would explain it. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and and that Disney – that Dis- like it would have been very easy to move that store, right? I understand it, but, you know, the Disney lease was probably very expensive from talking to Paul. So it would have been still easy to move that store because that store was always packed when you went in there. But I'm sure that rent was high. Sure. And, you know, Arby wasn't doing this full time. Rent. Uh, I'm um, pretty sure they're your partner. 
Yeah, and and the other Sosa did really well. They were working with a lot of these small factories in Tampa and Key West, getting blends out that were actually very good. So I, it's not that they didn't try; they certainly did. And like I said, they were working with Ashton. It's just I, I, I mean, I just got that. And why? Here's why I had that impression. I was at a trade show when Sosa was there, and, and RB just wasn't into it. This was the last show that they went to, too, and I could see he wasn't into it. When was that? What year was that? 2016. And, and, you know, you know, like I said, we've tried to get him as a guest and, you know, normally people who are into it, they want to be on shows and, so, you know, we're on after hours and stuff. We couldn't ever get him either. You know, so it wasn't like, you know, his father's in, his father's very involved in the business. His father manages the you know factory down in, in the Dominican for Fuente. So his father's very involved with it. I think he tried to sell the brand, too, and it fell through. No takers, huh? I'm yeah. surprised because CIO will usually pick up everything. Right, right. I, I, I mean, there was a story going around that AJ had acquired the brand, and then it, it was apparently confirmed. I think even Cigar Aficionado reported on it, and then it was reversed. I don't know what happened. The, the sale didn't happen. Interesting. Um, you, you just reminded me about something I want to talk to you about that, that came up while I was in Tahoe. But I want let's finish this topic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, CI has a reputation of just acquiring a brand. They don't even care about the cigars. They go have anybody make the cigars yep, and yep. put the the name of the, the the company. I'm shocked, like a company like CI JR, one of these big catalog companies, didn't pick it up. It's an to old me, it's, name, old brand, you know. It, right. It's just like I said. It's kind of like you know they picked up Toronto, obviously. It's definitely I, grandfathered I, in. It's grandfathered in. It's, stuff. Right. And, and like I said, to the average person they probably heard of so so it's like you know they, they know what the destination the family's got a reputation again i'm surprised i, I would have totally agree with you on that yeah we got 20 minutes we got enough time to talk about this so i just thought about something that came up you want to say something alex no 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 i have something oh, if not but well, go ahead go ahead yeah right, uh, down so you don't forget so listen, I got it. um something came up during the while i was away and this has got to be one of the oldest Things that I this has been going on since I got in the industry, and then there was some summary judgment. I, um, Alex and Joey messaged me the, the story, but I was like in the middle of a ski world and I didn't get in depth. But Coop, I'm sure you, if you talk about this, you'll catch up a lot of people. Um, on something I'll, I'll venture to say a lot of our audience don't really know or understand. But what is going on with this battle with Cohiba? Cohiba, yeah, I thought that's. We didn't have KMA, otherwise, I'm sure we would have talked about this. What? This is the oldest lawsuit that just doesn't go away. (laughs) It doesn't. This this has got to be 20 years old. Oh, it's it's been going on. Yes, it's been going on. I think 25 years, 1997. I'm telling you, since I got in the business, I've heard of this lawsuit, and it doesn't go away. And so people understand. When I got in this business, Dominican Cohibas looked like Cuban Cohibas, just like Romeos yeah. looked like Cuban Romeos. Right. And then at some point, maybe it was in 2000 or late 90s, the red dot evolved because of this lawsuit. Yep. They yep. couldn't use the trade dress. And there was just a And the funny thing is that they, they has this gone to the Supreme Court yet? Because they won't are, take it. There are these judgments, they won't and then it. they appeal. Yeah, it they won't. Like a, a perpetual appeal. Isn't there some point where you just can't appeal no more? Supreme Court won't hear it. Yes, we won't hear it. So what happened is this: is 
for folks who don't know, he's like obviously Does the Supreme Court not want to hear it because it has to do with Cuban stuff or because of tobacco or I don't think it's just not, they, not they, it up in their they, docket. Yeah. The appeals so the appeals court ruled that general had the right to use the Cohiba uh the Cohiba mark, right? So but this was a little different. So what happened now, here when is you say mark, we need to be clear. That's the name. The name, yes. Right. They cannot use a trade dress. Yeah. Right. Now, here's where it gets tricky is this what happened right in December was the um, it was the uh, the U.S. Trademark and Trial uh, Appeal Board basically did not cancel the trademark that General had on Cohiba. Doesn't mean that General has to stop making Cohiba. It just means they don't have a trademark for it now. And where this could get really tricky is now it could someone else go and use the Cohiba trademark now is, is the question here. So technically, technically, yes. Technically, yeah, I don't think anyone would be stupid enough to do it because it would just open up more. But that's where this is right now. So it's there. Yes, they could still sell the product. I'm sure it's going to go back into now court. This is going to lead this all back into court again. But yeah, that's what happened. Is like essentially, I mean, if they wanted to be a great smoke Cohiba, I guess you could make it. I'd be crazy to do it. But yeah, that's I think what this means. And and what their basis of this on was on was there is a Pan American. Uh, trademark conference that happened many years ago and they're saying like look the u.s and C cuba agreed in the trademark conference that you can't do this so that cuba has the trademark so that's why it was canceled okay but why just for that one because right, see, right see, the way the way i mean i'm gonna assume out of the three of us you're gonna be the most knowledgeable about this right but so because of the embargo because of the relationships Cuban trademarks don't make a difference here. So everybody scuttered to get a U.S. version of the Cuban trademark, and that's why you have your Dominican Romeos and your Dominican Monte Cristos and your Dominican Hoya de Monterey's and your Dominican... You right, know, why aren't we hearing about those? Okay. Why, so, why is Cohiba the one that they have a problem with? Right. Did, did, I'll be honest did, with you. After 20, I, I think at some point I knew the whole thing, but over 25 years I've, I've forgotten it. I can't even remember why, why this argument even started. So... Some of the ones you just talked about, the, the Altidus ones, Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, remember that that Cuba Tobacco had, Habanos, I say, had an ownership stake in that. Right, right, right. So they, they left those well, alone. Our consumers know Habanos, SA, I think, is like 50% owned by Imperial, which owns Altidus. Right, which used right. To, which used to. They actually sold it, which gets a little Oh, that's out. right. Used to. So I don't even know right. where that land yeah. is now. All right. I did, 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 does, does that... Did that percentage stay with Imperial? Or did that go to the new company? It went to the new company, but I think they've okay. left it alone for that reason, right? That's why it hasn't. But the other issue is Cohiba, which is general, uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group. That, like, Habanos has really been pushing Cohiba as the flagship brand of their company. Sure. I mean, it, they're actually, you know, you've seen the price increases happening with that. They are, they are trying to make that their Rolex, the Rolls Royce. And I think they're much more protective of that Cohiba one than maybe some of the other ones, which is why they fought so hard. Some against of the them. other ones, all the other ones, every single other every, one. Like Partagas I mean, would be make sense for me to fight as well. But Partagas punch, right? Yeah, but but this one I would say Cohiba is the one that they're. And the other thing is that Cohiba was one that was established after Castro came in. Punching those other ones go back a long way. So I think it's a little tougher to, to fight some of those other ones. Uh -huh. But this one is one that came out in 1966. So this but is when Trinidad, it came up. Trinidad came out after Cohiba. Trinidad isn't, yeah, but 
Trinidad isn't as I don't think it's that's not um, Cohiba, right? It's not Cohiba is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I that makes a lot of sense, Abe. I don't disagree with you, but I think Cohiba has a a, a very uh, I think that's a core line with, with Habanos here. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So now, technically, other people could make a Cohiba. That's technically what how, the way I was. It, that was how it was explained to me. That's right. how I'm not a lawyer, but that's how. It, what I find funny is I've seen that trade dress used by probably three other companies, all the ones that don't have the right to the name. Oh, I've seen it. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Knockoff trade dress. I've seen it. Sure. Sure. I've seen it on national brands, retailer brands. I've seen it. Yeah, a couple less white squares, a couple less. Yeah. Yeah. Slight change of the yellow. Oh, it's not that, though. I'm told. Right, right. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's a, you're not born yesterday on that. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know I, I kind of always wondered if if Fuente was the, on the other end of these things and these other Cohiba knockoffs happened, they'd be all over that stuff. Trust sure, me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, Stuart, the 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 the, the Trinidad one didn't exist pre-embargo either. That was a post-embargo brand. It was. Yeah. This has the name and trade dress. Yeah. Because they had Trinidad when that brand was released, it looked just like the Cuban Trinidad boxes. So. Right. Yeah, they actually had the trade dress too. Now they're into colors and whatnot. But I tell you, truth, I don't care what the box looks like. The Trinidad's they're making now are the best ones they've ever made since they've acquired the 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 the, the, the mark. Oh, the 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 yeah, the Espiritus and all that. Yeah, again, you look at the previous renditions. The, the first rendition of Trinidad was awful, awful. god awful. Yeah. And, and look, this is Raphael again. Uh, Raphael is really got a, doing a great job uh over at altus he is just just so i'm clear with consumers when i say the first renditions i'm talking about probably 15 years ago yeah the gold those gold, the label gold ones. label yeah right. 15 years ago plus yeah yeah they struggle with that i mean they didn't know what to do with trinidad and it's a, like i said it's still a, a pretty big name you know in a lot of ways it's a historic brand even though it's newer but yeah so is this being appealed do you know they it's said they are I, would, saying, I would love to know the legal balance of dollars spent on this litigation. It I would too. To astronomical. It has to be astronomical. It's in the. It could be in the double digit millions. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Twenty the, plus years. Absolutely. I, yeah. I don't see. I see general fighting this thing. I mean, just from the press release they gave, they they issued the press release that this happened. Right. It's not like they just kept quiet on this. When this decision was made, they went public saying, hey, this is wrong. And we're, we're, we're standing by selling this and we're going to fight this as well. So um, they're going to fight this. So my curiosity is this. And I, I'm not sure about the law. And you may not be on this one. Right. If they say Cohiba doesn't have it. Do they does that infer that no one has it? Correct. Correct. Or so the no, Cuban one tobacco. no one can technically. But what I'm saying is. By no one having it, should no one technically be making it, or are they saying that anybody can make it? Anybody can make it. Well, what they're saying they is, what they're saying is that Cuba Tobacco has the trademark, and you, and anyone else can make it, but they can't trademark it. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, I could totally see a lost and found Cohiba. They, they totally. canceled. They canceled the. <laughs> you totally canceled the U.S. trademark. You canceled right. the U.S. trademark. It's not there, so it's not there right. anymore. And again, I'm not a lawyer either, so someone maybe will correct me from a legal standpoint. But that's how I'm interpreting this. Yeah, that was a big thing that I saw during the break, and I just forget yeah. to talk it, about it. It was a very big story, yeah. It was a that very big story. would have been in the scoop with Coop. It oh, yeah, it definitely would have been. That was that happened 
So last weekend, week before Christmas, this happened. Right. happened. The story right. came out on December 21st. So right. kind of something that got lost a little with the end of the year stuff. But, yeah, it's a big story. It made my end of the year top stories. So, yeah. I'm just curious. Does anybody know why they even reviewed it? I mean, it's been it's been this way now for decades. Why 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 are they looking at they, it? It almost they, like they continually want to stir this pot. I think Cuba Tobacco, through this Pan American they're, they're agreement, still fighting it. They're still they, fighting. It. They went and said, "Hey, you guys got to cancel this trade." That's what happened there. So, and that's what they ruled. They said the Pan American conference under the Pan American conference, it's protected for, for Cuba, is what they said. So we're not we're canceling. General had a U.S. trademark. It was canceled essentially. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you going to bring up, Alex? Oh, just uh, one of your favorite releases of the year every year. <laughs> I knew this one was coming. I think I think this is where Justin Justin Andrews and I officially met. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, so the Chinese takeout cartons, but I think it was the one with the chopsticks. You had chopsticks on the, the chopsticks that you can't basically stack into a humidor. Now, can I ask you a question as someone who's definitely opinionated on this matter? Uh-huh. How is this stuff any different from the other stuff that gets beat up in this industry? How is it any different than what Risty does? Um, it's not. I'm I'm I don't like this type of packaging. I've been very clear on it. But um, they don't seem to get the outlash that small guy would. Because Riste Riste is constantly running this battle against the industry is the difference. So Riste is doing so a good do job think, at, at stirring shit up. Is the yeah. only one that was been attacked? I don't think so. No, and he and he's unfairly. If, if he's the only one being attacked, it's unfairly. But I think he's stirring it up the most, um, which I think he's. You know, I think we see it more on social media. Well, I but, mean, you know the story. There's no such thing as bad PR. There's no such thing as bad PR, right? right. I mean, but this, but I, I, I have been so against this type of. I mean, this type of stuff, Abe, and I don't mean to make this sound wrong, it works well for a small mail-order release. Like, I think this is a very good mail-order cigar. Hey, order these through the, you know, your catalog, your online shop. I think it's a good thing to get. As far as displaying it in a humidor, I just don't think it works. I don't think this is something that's really, as a brick-and-mortar, I really wouldn't want to be spending a lot of space on this. No, this is something that sits in your counter. Yep, it, it's... So that's that's kind of how I look at it. But if this is an online, hey, I'm getting these cool I – mean, they're probably decent cigars for the price, right? Uh, in a Chinese takeout carton, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just don't I, think I it just, works for I the brick and mortar. I don't understand the story. What's the story behind this? Let's just make fun of Chinese food or I, I don't they're, get it. What they did is they, um, they've come out with this every, – like everyone's coming out with the Chinese New Year cigars, right? So they took a different spin on it and said, hey, we're going to come out with – these Chinese takeouts every year. So every year the packaging has reflected the year of whatever. And if you look at that package closely, it has year a lot of symbolism of the year of the rabbit on it. Oh, rabbit is a rabbit. Yeah. So that's how they, that's how, and they, and they, they've taken a different approach compared to everybody else. And everybody else is re releasing high end premium cigars with this. They've kind of gone and they're taking the, uh, they're going the opposite. They're going after the value price market. This is like a, a six, $7 cigar. I believe. Does anybody know what the production on any of these, uh, I I could get I could get you that I do. Have I mean, is this a large production item? Is no, it's it... not for not for by general standpoint. It's not. Um, I'll pull it up here because I did have it, but it wasn't a large one, at all. Um, twenty five count boxes. This is the uh, 
they have um Coop's our resident statistician. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they did not doesn't look like I have the packaging one on here. Uh oh five thousand. Five thousand. Which is again for STG, that's a small release. STG. For STG's purposes, that's small. And I and I imagine they always sell out. So there's at least five thousand people over here who think this is great. Yeah, and they've done it. Yeah, they did they did this as the spring roll a few years ago. They did the egg roll. There was uh they did a bento box one year which didn't make any sense because that's Japanese but uh don't tell them Shh. yeah <laughs> um again for for the price point you're getting this I get I get it but um I just I don't know to me it's not something that's really brick and mortar friendly I mean you can't display the cigars is is, is what I don't like about it Stuart Louie, he must be a trademark attorney. He's got all the points. Uh, like I said, I'm not the attorney. I'm going to trust yeah, the KMA experts. Trademark attorney. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, it's that, uh, that older one. It's based on that older one. And yeah. I was going to hide it, bro. I was um, gonna hide it. No, it's good. We get oh, shit. Asshole face is here. Should we let him in? He can let himself in. Come on. Fuck face. I, I didn't want to uh I didn't want to interrupt the flow. Late as, late as usual, Paul. <laughs> as usual. I'm no, just kidding, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Paulie on time is here. <laughs> what is with the scarf? You got a scarf on and no, it's not that... a scarf, it's it's my jacket. Oh, okay. And what's it's the oh hoodie? Hood. MTK? Montauk, man. Oh, okay, okay. Oh god. oh god. But please continue on. Well, I think it's time to name that jam. Yeah. We do it before the break? Yes. I thought we did. That's our new thing. That's our new thing, yeah. Well, let's go, Paul. The notes weren't updated with that. (laughs) All right, here we go. So here's the way this works. We are going to play a small snippet of a song, and it's up to uh, these three fellas and our guests to on uh, our uh, audience to name that jam. Now, I'm going to preface this with saying this is the quickest clip that I've ever put together. Oh, but if you don't get it, shame on you. <laughs> That's too much prep. Oh, yeah, it's a really short clip. It's like three seconds. If you don't get it, shame on you. All right. Here we go, go boys. Do you need it again? Nope. That was easy. Okay. Did you, nice you, know, you know it, Paul, right? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. I, I don't think there's anybody who's not going to get that one. You literally picked like the three most known chords in the song. Probably. I mean, it's anywhere else would would have been. But... Coop, do you hear... have it? I have it, yeah. I have it. I'm wondering if people get the artist, though. Yeah. That's true. Nah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. You think people know the song and don't know who sings it? Yes, I believe. I think that. people know the song from the movie. Not our generation, Coop. I not think our generation. A lot of people that know the song from the movie and yeah. not necessarily. Well, see, I think I know the artist, but I I could be wrong. All right, Paul. What do you think it is? Well, it's old time rock and roll. Yes. And you don't know the artist? Is it Little Richard? Oh my God. Wah, wah. That's what I said. I said it's tougher to get the artist here on this one. 
Oh wait a second! I th- well, okay. I can see the comments now. Yeah, don't don't Google it. The comments, but I do here. know now. Richard, little Richard doesn't even sound like him, bro. <laughs> Kevin Shahan. Wow. Little Richard sings. Wow, Kevin Shahan. How old are you, Kevin? Right. I, uh, if you didn't know the song, you this had one's to know all. The movie. I, I, I knew this artist was going to be tougher with this one. Yeah. I mean, this guy's got a scraggly voice, and Little Richard sings like his testicles never dropped. I mean, <laughs> 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 that wow. Well, Michelle Pauser officially gave up on me. Way, way to catch up with us, Michelle. We did that face off year long. But you know ago. what? Okay, I'm going to give some people. If you are not like. Abe, I think our generation, we know this artist very, very well, but I think to... You well, know, let's put it this way. I know more, a lot of songs from this artist. This isn't like the only song I know from him. But I, I think there's a lot of people that could probably name the movie and not name the song. The song. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Well, why don't you go ahead and play it? Let him know. All right, let's give him the official answer. This would happen. Oh, that's right not there. the answer. Oh, reveal. <laughs> There he is. Right. I had no idea that's what he looked like either. Yeah, I mean, we we talk a lot on our music here. show about artists in the Hall of Fame, and Seeger's not in the Hall of Fame. And I think is he really not? No, really? he's not. Wow. Of course, yeah. Alan comes with. I'll give Alan a lot of credit on that one. No, listen, okay. Bob Seeger's got good songs. Oh, he's I mean, a great songwriter. Yeah. He's anyone who just knows the movie, or this guy's not a yeah. one-hit wonder. Oh, he, you know, his only number one song. Was Shakedown from Beverly Hills Cop Two? He never. That was the only song of his that ever hit number one, which is surprising. It's just sometimes that tough to get a number one. The movie that was one of the most popular. It was. A, it was a great. It was a great song for a movie. Though. Yeah. 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 Good. Good job. I was. I knew that was gonna be tougher with the artist though, and the song it was easy. Yeah. I just feel happy I've got one finally. <laughs> yeah. I think you've gotten the artist before, but not the name of the song in the. Yeah, play. actually. Yeah, but. All right. It, Yep. We, I apologize to everyone in advance for hour number two. The quality of the show now it will decrease, as you can see. <laughs> First mistake in broad in uh, technical support, but uh, stick with us. We got hour number two. Uh, don't go anywhere. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Romeo and Reserve Real is introducing a twisted love story and a twisted Toro. These cigars are an addition to the original Reserve Real line. What we've done is added a two wrapper combination, looking like a barber pole or a dos capas. Now the wrappers that they're using is an Ecuadorian and a Connecticut shade, giving it that wonderful hinted flavor notes of cream with a little bit of woodiness added to it. But the nice thing it does to it also is adds great depth into the flavor. The binder and the filler are still the same using a Nicaraguan binder and a Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So you still get that wonderful array of what you know as a Reserva Real, but you've added some depth into it. Now the Twisted Love Story and the Twisted Toro are the only two sizes that'll be available in this line. This is a, a cigar that's iconic to the Reserve Real name, but giving it its just due in something that's fun and innovative. With that, go out and enjoy your own Twisted Love Story. 
Honest Dave here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. If you're wondering why everybody last year was calling it the best cigar event in the country, it was evident the day tickets went on sale. VIP tickets sold out in one day. That's right. They are all gone. Don't message us. Don't PM us. I'm sorry. There's nothing we could do. But there are still plenty of general admission tickets and virtual tickets. Once again, we'll be offering this event virtually as well as live. So for those of you who can't make it down, you'll be able to enjoy the festivities from the comfort of your own home. Michael Herklotz, Kim Keeney, and Paul DeGracco will be returning to be your co-hosts for your virtual experience. Whether you're coming down live or we're going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. If you're coming down live, you'll get your package the day of the event. If you order your virtual ticket, they'll start shipping weeks prior to the event in early March. For those of you coming down, we have four full epic days of fun. We start off with Drew Estate and Jonathan Drew. Thursday night, our headquarters here in Boynton Beach. Friday night, two events. Steve Saka here at headquarters. And Evan Darnell once again returns to host our pre-event dinner with the Red Meat Lovers Club going off the top this year. I've seen the menu. It'll be up on the site soon. Incredible dinner. And our host, feature host this year, Michael Herklotz of Ferio Tego Cigars, who's made a very special cigar, especially for those attending the pre-event dinner. Saturday morning, we are starting early with the first ever tailgate party being hosted by the Distinguished Ruffians and Eric Espinosa. There'll be a very special cigar made exclusively for that event for the first 100 attendees who go to the tailgate party. And of course, the main event will be Saturday afternoon. And then that night, after the main event, you can head back to our headquarters here. We'll have the man himself, Boofy Matt Booth, Room 101 Cigars, capping it all off with a beautiful Sunday brunch once again before everybody goes home from what we hope will be another historically, epically fun weekend. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. Welcome back. Our number two of KMA Talk Radio. I'm shocked when I say shocked that there are still virtual tickets left. How many were there? You did more this year, right? We upped it because we sold out so fast last year. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if this is a trend now that people, well, our, our, our live tickets are selling way faster than last year. So I'm just wondering if the more comfort in traveling is giving you a less demand because last year they sold out like in 20, 30 days. A lot of people didn't get the opportunity to get into the pre-release events because the virtual tickets were gone. So unless you were going to buy a live ticket, you couldn't do it. So we literally like stole another 250 tickets from live attendees and moved it to virtual, which then sold out like in a week. We might have to steal them, start stealing the other way. Yeah, and we might have to start stealing them back the other way from virtual to, to live. I, I am in utter shock. Yeah, they'll sell out. The virtuals will sell out. I'm, I'm in shock, Coop. I mean, literally, I'm in shock. Yeah. We, we basically sold this much virtual tickets before the end of December last year. I mean, 
you know, I think a lot of people obviously are back wanting to go to live events and stuff. It's not a question anymore. But I think there's going to be people who can't make it that are going to be want a part of it. And I think you'll see those go. I, I think, think what's going to happen, too, is um, when I'm done doing the big chase that I've spent the last week and probably half of this week doing, and a lot of the event cigars start reaching our facility, the, the deadline was Monday, but half of them won't be there. More than half won't be there Monday. But once we get some media kits out, some of the media folks, and I think when people start, this is what happens every year, because when we start sending the virtual tickets and the packages start dropped and they had sold out, we had got hundreds of emails from people. Oh, okay, yeah, bro, it's sold out. They're gone. Yeah. We have no more packages to send. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. So this year, we're, the, some of our media friends, were getting them their packages out early so they could show them off you know, talk about it and then, and that's what'll drive it. But I'm just, I'm really shocked at that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm wondering if it's a, t- a, a, a tale of things to come. Well, you got to, it also has a month later, keep in mind this year too, the event. So, you know, right. it's a March event as opposed to February. So, I mean, there's still time, I think is what I'm saying. Maybe. Right. We're still January. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm a little shocked too because, like yeah, I said, the, weird, the package, right. the package is just a no-brainer. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a great value. This year, it's over the top. Yeah, this year I mean, really is over the top. This could yeah. be one of the coolest. I mean, every year there's something in that pack that you'll use from years to come. I mean, it's that. I remember that travel humidor a couple of years ago. Last year it was the spray can. There's always some cool things. The bottle opener that we got this year will last forever. It's literally a yeah. chunk of yeah, it's a bar key. I mean, that's something that yeah. whatever's left over we'll have at the bar because they're yeah. <laughs> last year. I had to ship these, these uh, the spray cans to a lot of people who flew in. <laughs> like, I had to do bears and a few people who, like, uh, you know, they couldn't take it on the plane. So, I ended up having to ship all these things to people last year. I came home with a that was a big pain in last year. Yeah. yeah, well, couldn't you just couldn't you just check it? Well, you're super loud. Oh, well, couldn't you just check it? There you go. Um, I think there was like people were worried about it. Well, have we talked about the have we talked about the socialite thing that we did for the Great Smoke? Have we mentioned it ever? No socialite thing. The thing where you did for socialites, so they could recognize each other at the Great Smoke. Oh uh, well, I made I I posted a picture, but I don't think we. Oh, you we, showed it. You have yeah, one. Well, by- uh, I don't, but we also didn't release any information. I was getting questions of you know. How do you get? How do I get? Yes, we have a very special socialite patch made that you could literally, it's a nice patch, but you could literally stick it on the on your sleeve or on your chest. And this way, we just thought it'd be cool for a lot of socialites to be able to recognize each other without having to try to figure out from a small avatar circle that you've been looking at for, you know, a year or so. So, yeah, uh, there'll be a check-in station where you can get your patches nice. and show them that you're, you're smoking socialite. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Socialites unite. <laughs> did you, you watch it again? That's funny. I wonder how many people do go back and watch it. I did. I, it was fun for me to go back and watch it last year. I mean, I, I guess on some level, it's a completely different experience if you it go is. live and you go back and yeah. watch it. It is. Know? Well, you got to remember you're doing other things while the interviews are going on sometimes. So it's a great way to kind of, while you're there, it's a great way to go back and watch that. Um, and really, yeah. what what Kim and I do really isn't part of like the live event. You know, we're right. just kind of we're right. just kind of doing our thing yeah. for the virtual viewers. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that it is a different experience. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 March eighteenth on your calendar, Paul. 
Are you gonna yeah, I, I confirmed are it me? Are you gonna text me like you know Friday morning that you got book club on Saturday? No, no, no. I, I, it's a, it's on our family. We have a, a family shared calendar. It was on it the day you gave me the date, and uh, it's on my personal calendar. And there's no basketball game that day. There you go. Basketball, or I thought you said baseball. There was baseball. No bas- basketball. It's basketball. Four-year-olds playing basketball. Playing basketball. I got my shirt on. Look at this. All oh, great song. Komodo great dad. song. Nobody would get that one, Coop. I know. I, I that that's a <laughs> that's a legendary song actually. <laughs> he did say b-ball. Oh, b-ball could go either way, but yeah, or somebody's not ready baseball. Well, you could. Yeah, you could read it that way, I guess. If I said b-ball. Um. Basketball Jones. That's another good one, Michelle. I've got a basketball Jones. Did you guys, did you guys talk about uh, uh, Sosa family cigars? Yeah. yeah. Don't fucking come on late. Well, I thought maybe you'd save that for me because it's so Disney related. Well, we didn't know you were even going to make it, Paul. <laughs> Fuck. Literally, I wrote you off for the rest of the year. <laughs> Anyways, um, we got lists. That's what we got. We got oh. big times in the industry right now. This this is the time of year, and it's funny because there's 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 a group who love it, and there's a group who kind of don't like it. Everybody loves it. I don't that I. But I see the post that people who make fun of it and say it's just silly and. They're giving me they're giving me web traffic when they do it, so I love when they do that too. But but, but I mean the problem is now there's I I know at least fifteen lists. I've seen lists from people I've never heard of. Like everybody's got a list. I don't engage in the practice. Um, you know I know there's a lot of retailers who make their own lists. They have their own awards. It's, it just seems for me as a retailer, such a disingenuine process. So I just steer clear it from it completely. Um, reviews, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's a big thing. And Coop, you you finished your list? Is your list complete? I, I finished my list. Uh, I think I surprised some people, but most people- Now, do you do a top, do you do a top 10 or 25? I actually do 30 because it's a 30-day countdown. So that's how it started, and I've kept it. I may I may switch it to twenty five next year, but do you actually have a graphic or something for the thirty? Yeah, so every day there's a graphic. Uh, it goes on. No, no, I mean, do you, is it done? Have you done your thirty? It doesn't have one. Uh, yeah, it, like, it, I don't it, have one. Oh, uh, there's a one. There's a, yeah, there's a list I can I can I can send you that, like a link that has all. Why don't you put the link in the chat so people can see your top thirty? Uh-huh. Which 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 of your top thirty caught you the most grief? Um, none. None. I think none. There was none. There was no one that said that this was a bad Come pick. Come on. Everybody has controversial picks. Every uh, list. No. It really, I, All right. Now I got to see this list. Put put the link in. Let me go to this page. I got to yeah. see this list. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it as we talk. But, uh, you know, it wasn't because these are cigars that you can get. And it's all, it's all subjective. But I just put it in the chat. There it is. Yeah. Let me, let me see this list. So my list is a, a lot different than most of the other lists because it, it measures how a cigar does over the course of a year as opposed to I smoked this and this was my favorite. We have a, I have a process in place to do that. So let me understand this. You'll smoke a cigar multiple times throughout the year and keep track of it? Yep. 
That's yeah, particularly particular if the score is 90 and above, because that we don't give a lot of 90s out anymore. Uh, if it's 90 or above, then a couple more are put aside. And there's, uh, they're smoked again uh, several times. Snake Shake, is that a... Is that a store exclusive? What's Snake it Shake? Was, it was. A, uh, it it's was like a... It's like read store exclusive. It was, no, it wasn't right. a store exclusive. What it was, it was um, done through Luxury Cigar Club, which does distribute the brick and mortars. So that's... In general, in, in general that's, a, that's a borderline rule right now. Well, well, it may change next year too. I'm going to be completely honest because reason why is like we don't do store exclusives because it's only 1.8 percent of the traffic on Cigar Coop. There's not a lot of interest in store exclusives, and I'll be honest, the most interest in store exclusives we have are smoke in ones. By far, no, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't yeah. necessarily disagree. Yeah, that store exclusives should be in a top list unless you're doing a store exclusive yeah. top list. Yeah. Um. But that one sounds like it's basically a story. Well, it, it was yeah, the thing is, yeah, it was in the brick and mortars. And then when I found the distribution channel, that's where it got a little. So I could take some grief on that. Yeah, that's probably something that's going to have to be changed for next year for sure. So let's. Uh... And that La Aurora Fernando Leon made about as much splash in the water as a grain of rice hitting the ocean. It was a good cigar. That's how I look at it. It was a good cigar. God, nobody talked about it. Yeah, it, La Aurora in general is not getting a lot of press but it was a very good scar it was way down at 26 though i mean if i had that thing in the top five i could see people giving me yeah you know. are you telling me you smoked in a menso multiple times yeah i smoked a lot of them menso been out for 18 months and it's a good it's a for value it's a great value that cigar if you're a 70 ring gauge person that was at 24 perdomo i'm a big ring gauge smoker abe you are that's true that i am true. a big ring gauge, so so gauge smoker. i am a big ring gauge smoker so um, I did see Cigar Journal had that cigar rank too, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it's a respectable list. Shock yeah. Casa Magna made it on there. I'm That's not shocked. I'm not cigar. shocked as far as the quality of a cigar. Just, they had a good year, Casada, in terms of quality. They did. No. Um, but what I do is my list does include limiteds, and I, and a limited did turn out to be number one, which hasn't happened that often, but it happened with the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare this year. I like that Epic Vintage 12. That was a good cigar. That was under... People did not pay enough attention to that cigar. Man, are, are they still making Oktoberfest? They they do it annual, yeah. That was... Uh, they've kind of been putting more of a push on Oktoberfest the last couple of years. Am I reading this right? You got three Casada cigars in this list? Yeah, Casada had a... Uh, mm. had a big year quality-wise. They did. They had a, they were, they were had four cigars out of that factory make the list because Ferri Otego made it as well. Espinosa, Reserva... Our Laranja Reserva, Azuelo. Yeah. Knuckle Sandwich didn't make it. Knuckle Sandwich didn't make it on our list. In stock, it's smoking. That it, great cigar. That's the no. blue one? Yeah. The blue yes. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's interesting like, with my list is if you come out after the PCA trade show, we don't get to it till because it's, it's, the beer is too short. I can't, because I resmoke these cigars, I can't wow. go back and Wow. So your releases really have to come out like before July. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they have to be – there's a two-year window you have before that. What are you going to do in 2024 when the PCA is in April? Uh, it's going to go to – it's going to stay in July. I'm just going to keep it like that going forward. So – but, yeah, that's uh, – and that's pretty much, I think, a done – I mean, I'm hearing the same thing, too. It's going to, to earlier in the year. All right. It's a respectable list. Respectable. I mean, it's it's always open to criticism. I try to be consistent. For the, I mean, we always have little things like you just mentioned. Uh 
with the snake shaking on. But there's for the most part, we try. You know, I recognize when there's a flaw or a the snake, shake, the snake shake is not has nothing to do with the cigar itself. It's just the, the rules or the guy. The rule, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be like. There's another rule I'm changing is the sampler rule. Where if you're in a sampler, you're not gonna be because that was a problem. Wait, explain to me that rule. So, like for example, one of the cigars that was one of the Monster Mash cigars, the Frank that came oh. out. I had to buy three samplers of that though to kind of get keep that on the list, right? It, it's an expensive proposition, so now it's got to be look. It's got to be packaged at least, you know, in its own box going forward. So it's just I can't that's do that anymore. That's respectable too. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we have another list to. Uh... What yeah, we talk about maybe compare one before we go yeah, into the other. Oh, did, we not, did we not get the coops number one? Yeah, coops. Let's talk about yeah, you number we one. We talked about it that it was limited. Alec Bradley Fine and Rare, which is it was a different. It was released in 2022, earlier in the year. Uh, Fine and Rares, some of them have been better than others. This by far was. Uh, ben Lee was on my team. He agreed that this was the best cigar of the year as well. I mean, we just we knew that that cigar was something special. Um, I hate. Part of me doesn't like it that it's a limited, but it was the best performing cigar of the year in my in my in my view of things. So the Dojo Boys culminated their list last night. That's a little more controversial, I think. Their list is a little more controversial. I got it. Paul. I want to, have to yeah, do this next go. year for the show, but yeah. Let's see if I can make it a little bigger for everybody. So. The Dojo Boys' number one cigar of the year was the Liga Parada H99. Now, these guys, you you did predict. Yes, you predicted that weeks ago. Now, these guys don't go by size. They go by blend. The blend. So, I'll start. My my little tidbit with their list, which overall I think is a good list. I like this, you know, going from West Camp. I I, I haven't had had the Casa Magna. I know Koof, Koof thinks the Cerberus is a little high. A lot high, yeah. But the double broadleaf, Allegri or Allegri, great cigar Allegri, selection yeah. number five. New World oh, Dorado. Yeah. Oh, KS is knuckle sandwich. I was like, what the hell's KS? Old McClaro and the H99. So here's my one thing with the dojo list. Great list. My only problem is, so they have this other list that they call their limited top five. Now, limited yeah. doesn't necessarily mean limited edition. It, it 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 can incorporate limited production, harder to come by and harder to get. Yeah. Their number one cigar was the twenty. Is that twenty two minutes? The midnight? Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah, they were in love with that cigar. I can tell you that. But I, in fairness, I feel like what is harder to get than the Liga H ninety nine? Yeah, twenty two minutes to midnight. He's calling me every month to buy some. You know, <laughs> no, literally, I, I got text. Hey, we got it. You want? I mean, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So, while a worthy number one, I feel like it more. Well, yeah, H- H- I, I can argue Eric broke his own rule with the H99, saying the cigar had to be released in 2022, and it wasn't. It was it was a small release in 2018. There was another release last year in 2021, which they put a review up from 2021. So. They changed the rule. It's it's they changed the rule is what they did here. There's no way I can say it. not that it's a bad pick. I'm just saying they changed the rule here. Has he has he any comments? Did he, has he any response? Has anybody asked him on that or no? I haven't. Uh, it was late just, last night. Yeah, it was late last I'll, night. I'll I'll have some behind the scenes comment. I'm sure because we always talk Eric and I and stuff. And you know, no, I, I agree with you, man. That that definitely. But the Saka Khan, which was on the limited list, I don't think it's limited. I think he just caps production every year of it is all he does 
while his other four were one and dones. Yes. But Saka Khan is easier to get than the H99. Again, going back, most of those. I never even heard of the the HVC rare of rare, honestly. We have it. It It was a very late release in the Very late, like extremely late. We just got it not that long. It was scheduled to come out. I don't know. I think like two PCAs ago. It's that, a it's that, an El Titan de Bronze cigar too that he yes. made at El Titan de Bronze. Yes. I haven't even smoked it yet. I, I I haven't had the Excalibur, but that's one I would definitely want. That was made by Lucio. Yeah. I'm still waiting for mine from Justin, but that's okay. I, I <laughs> 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 we were promised them at that, <laughs> but I I do have this. I did buy this cigar, but I haven't reviewed it yet. Yeah, so it's a, it's a time of year, man, and you know. It, it's funny to watch everybody's responses. I mean, look, how could there be? Listen, I can't comment on anybody's. I can be surprised. You know, I can't comment on what anybody's selection is. What I will comment is when your rules don't make sense or your criteria doesn't work or how it is. I mean, that that that's definitely something that you could critique yeah. on and say, like, how did that happen? How, that, how does that work? Yeah, if I mean, I'm, it's our exclusive. Obviously, what I would have did is, I mean, you have 15 great cigars. I would have just stacked those 15 cigars, limited or not, and then you have a, you have a really good list that way, and you don't leave yourself open on that. But again, that's their call how they do it. You know, it's not my job to tell them how to do it. Abe, hey, I mean, we we actually made it into a list of some of the hardest guys in the business. I saw that. I was just I mean, Blind Man's Puff. Those guys are 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 hard. I was. They, they are rough on cigars. I was shocked that it even was considered yeah the the uh the raji the raji made number 21 on blind man's puff our 25th anniversary celebratory cigar the raji that was rolled out to pandy bronze really herrera blended you know from jewish state 21 man it was great i said it to my dad and you know he was kind of like he shared it i saw he shared it yeah he was shared it he was sending it out so good good on him man that's good nice job nice job yeah, I mean, listen, we had a lot of love, heart, and soul in that project. To yeah. see any kind of recognition like that is cool. We, we, we're grateful. Thank you to the folks over at uh, Blind Man's Puff and Emmett. And don't they, don't they legit blind taste those? Those guys are brutal with reviews, the, too. The only thing is about that list, and I know, I know because Aaron used to be a part of Blind Man's Puff, the list is not based on the blind reviews. It's based on the blind panelists, what they submit. So I don't know if every cigar in there has been blind reviewed. I don't know if that cigar was blind reviewed or not this year. But the panelists all have a vote. After they know what the cigar is that they smoke. Yeah, they're not. It's Yeah, it's they know the cigars that they're submitting. But it's not necessarily something that was blindly reviewed on the site. Most of them are blindly reviewed on the site, but there are some that are not. Okay. Blindly listen, reviewed. Listen, in fairness to blindly reviewed, like, you know, I, I saw Eye of the Shark was the number one cigar. How do, how, do, how, do you, how do you blind review a shark? It's how do you blind review that? or the, How do you blind uh, review an Andalusian bull? bull, right? How does that, yeah, how do you, you not? Have to, you, you have <laughs> you know? to know that, especially if you're any, you don't even have to be deep into it to figure it out. You right. Know enough and you see enough of it, you, you know it, yeah. And they had, on um, Blind Man's Puff, I saw that they, they had uh, the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro as their number one. Yes. Did the knuckle the knuckle sandwich didn't make your list, right, Coop? No, the, the Maduro wasn't reviewed in time. Uh, the, the the Habano, in my opinion, was not as good as the Maduro. I mean, I didn't have the Habano. Listen, I, when I when it came but, out, Alex put the Maduro in my hand. And he said, "You got the Maduro is much." Yeah, the Maduro will be it. in play. I think for twenty twenty three on my list again. I just can't. It's we're a small operation, unfortunately. So let me tell you something. I don't make lists, but I make what I like at the time. 
Yeah. And my current number one of 2023 is the Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I haven't smoked it yet. I haven't even smoked it yet. talking about that. This cigar out. is phenomenal. I phenomenal. didn't know you for a Connecticut smoker, to, to be honest. He, uh, Eric well, here's the problem. Yeah. A lot of Connecticut's wind up bitter. Yeah. And my first criteria is if it's not bitter, you know, Saka does a great Connecticut. No bitterness. Mm -hmm. There's no bitterness to this. This is a really, really well done cigar. And Eric does good Connecticut's. He does really good. Eric and Hector just really, they blend really well. I mean, Bear's number one cigar this year was the Espinosa Crema Box Press, which was a new line extension they came out with over right. the last year. And I smoked that thing, and it's, it didn't get a lot of play because of Knuckle Sandwich and Laranja, right. Osleo, you know, so it kind of fell into the rear. But that, that I mean, George Brightman was on Bear's show, and he was raving about that cigar, too. I, I like the Crema. I haven't had the box press, but I yeah, the box press is a, a box press is a different. It elevates it to a different level. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it really and it, like I said, they know what they're doing with Connecticut. They had the six hundred one black last year, which was really good. Yeah, uh, they know what they're yeah. doing with Connecticut. I still, I still say, you know, when when Eric's on the show, like literally, if if my cigar is kind of dwindling, there's there's two cigars that are always in my in my humidor at any time and it's always a laranja and and a sin compromiso those are always the two i have them in there right now like i i will always go to a laranja yeah. if i don't know what to smoke i've been in love with that blue obviously it's uh it's a, great great. it's a great sumatra blend um but i think when knuckle sandwich came out it got a little lost because that that was that just took that just took off and and you know obviously a lot of people really like like a lot of people think knuckle sandwich has a shot very high in the consensus by half wheel i think eric's found a good balance with his connecticut's where it's not super light but it's also not just a connecticut wrapper and rocket fuel in the yeah. in the binder yeah. and filler yeah. he did you know espinoza and hector they did the themis for protocol which is yeah. their that was a very very uh yeah. well-received cigar but it became one of their better sellers too. Yeah. No, Eric does a good job with Connecticut. Yep. yep. That's my uh that's my current go to. Were there any other surprise number ones with any of the other industry guys? I'm trying to think of what I saw. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm always I'm always interested in the uh, consensus number one from half. Yeah, I, that's I, interesting. Yeah, I've been talking to Joe Grow. Who kind of is tracks all this stuff and he's trying to figure out the consensus he thinks it's down to three cigars the uh Saka Khan, the olmec and the knuckle sandwich one of those three he thinks will get number one olmec's been on a lot of lists high on a lot of lists Saka Khan has been high on a lot of lists and so is yeah. knuckle sandwich that makes sense yeah but the interesting thing about knuckle sandwich and, and olmec is there's two blends so they're kind of yes. splitting. they're kind right. of splitting the vote and then Saka is splitting the vote with other things he's got like paladin de Saka, which was my number two so you know there's other things that are kind of playing in uh, the bewitched was another one so that that was a uh you know it's going to be interesting how that all pans out half wheel does it their own list and they usually pick something very off the wall for number one so when did your consensus come out finish i, I don't know whenever everybody else's fucking list stopped said, coming out joe yes. said the last monday of the month it's coming out of the list like Joe's just totally into tracking this thing. So now, do they do they tell you who they use in the consensus? Yeah, they, they put a list out, uh, and then Charlie does have criteria for what like what makes the list and doesn't. Right. So I know, for example, they don't include the retailer lists in there. Right. So, right. 
and you know Johnny Joe Blow can't submit his list to right. If you know, they have to have a record have, of and I think they have to be cigars. reviewed. They right. have to be reviewed as well on that. So like other media like? personalities. Yeah. So yeah. they take the consensus of you know. So, how about that cigar had a surprise one? How about that cigar? They had the crux to come. Oh, it was tour, crux, right? Yeah. Which is a very good cigar, by the way. Um, that was their number one, and I knew like th when I was up in Minnesota, they were they were smoking those like chain smoking them. So. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, did you get out a game indoor or outdoor today? Indoor, man. We, I, I'm, I, we were freezing, but they had to. They do like an entrance for the first game. That's why it, t it went longer than it's supposed to. So they like run through a tunnel to like do a big entrance with all the teams. Where did you, where did you sign him up? At the at the preschool that he goes to. It's at a church, so it's it's called Upward. Oh. It's very weird. They don't keep score, so I'm keeping score with the they other. They don't dad. do that for my. Eight, they don't do that for my eight year old. Why? Really? What is that? There's wow, no, that there's never no was a case. competition. Yeah, I mean they always kept score. My my my. my... <laughs> My son had his last game last week. They gave him a trophy on the way out. He goes, I was second. I said, second at what? <laughs> what the fuck were you second at? He goes, they gave it to me second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do the they, old games, they don't do it either. I figured this is their first year at four and five years old. That like they Maybe at the next level, because while they're playing, there's a you know a couple other games at the Park District. The Park District's got a decent program, Paul. Um I don't know how far that is for you now. Um, but um, at the next level, you can hear that they don't even stop the clock. They start, there's like one ref, they start the clock, he walks away from the clock, and it just runs. How long are the periods? Because this is, yeah, this is six, no, yeah, six, six minute periods. Six? Like, yeah, huh? I'm like, wow. this is a lot. Wait, six, and, six minute periods? Hold on, hold on, hold on. How many, how many people are on your son's team? I, I got to look, but it may be 15 kids. That's why. Yeah. So everybody can play. That's deep. Yeah. We, yeah. we have four eight minute periods. And most of the time, you get to play two quarters. Yeah. You know, and then if he doesn't have enough for two, then some guys will double up or, you know, but they very even, I've seen it maybe three or four times this whole season where, like, at the four minute mark, they'll do a sub out, you know, to give somebody more playing time. Right. But, but, but no score. Like the clock says zero. There's no score. Nobody keeps track. Yeah, wow. the kids all do, which is great. Wow, oh, I never, yeah. I never seen that. That's I mean, T-ball was always scored. I mean, yeah. it was Who always without keeping score. If you don't keep score, it's something that you're doing. What's the point? Right. Just have fun. Look, yeah, have fun yeah. keep score. Yeah, well, I'm glad they didn't keep score today because they got killed. I think that the final <laughs> score was like fifteen to fifteen to four on my son's side. And Are one you of the about one point baskets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, there was a kid that hit a three that hit two three pointers. I didn't include those. I was just counting actual baskets. Two three pointers? Wow. They have three pointers for four year olds. What the this, fuck is this? No, this, I gotta go I watch this. Four, I think it's four to six year olds because one kid is like way taller, way Yeah, taller yeah. There's one kid on my son's team. I like that kid looks like he's 14. There's always yeah. gonna be that kid. Yeah. Yeah, and he was the one that scored the two yeah. three pointers. So and then another one of those baskets for my son's team. One of the younger kids on the red team, they actually scored it in our in our goal in our basket. So what is it, a six foot rim? 
Uh, you know what? I, I don't know the exact height, but it's high. I, yeah, I think it's way, too, it's way too high for Axel. He I'm can get it in, but I'm usually they're eight. Did they do free throws? No. I didn't uh, think so. Yeah. I didn't think they did free throws. Yeah. I'm an eight-year-old. They don't do free throws. Yeah, most kids ain't even making it to the no, no, was free Half the kids throw. aren't dribbling the ball. Half the kids are just running it down the court. And... So listen, even an eight-year-old, well, eight-year-old is really cool because what they do is they'll dribble it and they get caught and then grab it, walk two or three steps and dribble it again. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's something in their head that says, oh, no, I have to dribble. But instinctively, they stop and run with the ball for a couple of seconds and dribble. This is going on the whole season. And you know, when you first start watching, is my first son. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I just realized they just let them do whatever they want, right? So they could double dribble, they could travel, they could do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, really? And then literally last game of the year, <laughs> last game of the year, I swear to God, this guy blows a whistle and he does this. And I literally said it out loud. I didn't realize how loud it was. Did he just call a double dribble? And everybody in the fucking crowd started cracking up. Like, I mean. Like, where has he been this whole season? He called the double <laughs> dribble the last game of the year. He literally called the double dribble. Wow. Backed me up. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you start calling that kind of stuff at an eight-year-old game, there'll be no game. No, there's no game. Yeah, that's, that's why I was shocked when he called the double dribble. Like, what? One of the moms was like, oh, good. I didn't even know what that meant. Like, <laughs> literally. Is that what that is, a double dribble? I'm surprised. I'm surprised I, 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 that anything happened today. Like that, they even knew to like you know switch sides and and when do, to be defensive. Yeah, but but the practice they they didn't teach them any of this. They had a quick scrimmage on Thursday <laughs> that that kind of like they basically just threw them into the fire and showed them like, hey, here's how it's gonna work. You know, when they have the ball, you're gonna run over here. When they have you know, but. I, I kind of coached Axel a little bit. I mean, basketball is not exactly my forte, but I, you know, I, I watch it once in a while. I know. Bring him over to the house, man. Asher will teach him. Yeah, we should. I mean, but I'm I'm more discouraged that you're telling me that the same stuff's going on with the eight year olds. Like, if he's gonna play all this time, he's gonna play for four years. I still gotta watch it, it like this. I yeah. figured by Asher's age, yeah. they'd be like, you know, playing. I think I think Asher's age level might be the last year they probably okay. They don't. But but it's still very competitive, and the kids are all keeping score, and most of them know what exactly what they're doing. I mean, some of these kids are like, "Holy shit, this is like a high school kid." I mean, he's playing like high school kids out here. And then some of them have no clue, and and then you have the ones that you know you know can barely walk straight, and the coach will the coach will give them the ball because they they play like you know half court. Well, it's literally like quarter court defense. So he'll let them. They'll give it to him. Let him dribble it up. The coach will walk with them. Yeah, there's a little dribble time on the court, you know. It's yeah, because even even schools, I think, you know, real school sports doesn't start to like middle school. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. So it yeah. makes sense that that eight to ten range is still just kind of at least they have a little bit of an understanding, but they're still kind of running around. Although the score thing is weird. I think yeah. score thing is score. weird. That's weird. I, I found out score. today. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I'm like, what the hell is that? What, what, are you kidding? No, this is this is the way it's been. This is the way it's been for a while for kids, yeah. man. Participation trophies, no score, you know. Uh, everybody, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, when they did T-ball, they kept score. My son, yeah, I kept score at t in T-ball, and yeah. I was on the crappy. But but, 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 but but with all due respect, Coop, your son's decades ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was two thousand eight. We're going back to yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it's changed so, for sure. Yeah. The new generation, man. There's no, no. Don't feel bad about nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Can't give them a score. You know, it's become like Disneyland, Disney World. Everybody must feel good and happy. Speaking of which, when's your next trip? Uh, 
unofficially February for. for the sad part is he just knows it. Like it's like I, I just ask hypothetically, <laughs> not really. Not knowing. Really. I, I haven't gone in a while. My wife's going for a bachelorette party. Uh, at Disney World. At Disney World. At the end of this month. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, guess. at least say Epcot. Disney World. Yeah, that's where they're going. Epcot. Yeah, that's hey, dude. Disney you got to differentiate for a bachelorette party. Even yeah, Epcot, that, Epcot, I could see you could go to different world bars. You could do like a pub crawl with an Epcot, really. Yeah, you know? that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah I mean Epcot, but he said Disney World, bro. You got to differentiate, man. A bachelorette party. What are they gonna do? Get drunk at the bippity boppity salon? <laughs> <laughs> the park, the 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 land as a whole is Walt Disney World, and all the parks and the resorts fit within Walt Disney World. You know how it works, Paul. You could say the United States, but you could also say the state. That's true. Yeah. That's but true. yeah, I'm not going to be there. My kids went. They got to stay at the Four Seasons. Our friend works there, and she got like, you know, sweets for like a hundred bucks. So my wife's like, uh, "We're going to go, even though you can't go." I'm like, "Oh, nice. Okay." Mm, so they stayed in suite at the Four Seasons. You got a new CEO though, Mickey. We Harden. Did, thank God. <laughs> thank God he's back, Long Island boy. There's a video out there of Mickey Mouse firing the old CEO. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody from our group sent it to me. Yeah. Somebody from the socialite group sent it to me. And it, it's really well done. It's it very, is. It's well done. Funny. Mickey just lays down the hammer, man. <laughs> they take they take uh, traffic out to, like, a, a de- you know, a deserted area. And then they uh, Bob Iger opens up the, the laptop and Mickey's there. And he's like, Bob, Bob, Bob. You messed up. You fucked with the magic. It was just yeah, really, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really well done. We should post. I'll post it. I'll post it in the. Yeah, I didn't see it. Post it's it. really good. It was well done. I agree. It was really funny. Well, but yeah, that, that's that's going well. I'm excited we're, about we're it. Going, we got on a tangent here afterwards. Do, do we have news? Let's do a couple. I have a. I have because a bunch of news came in, and so I think there's a couple of items we can hit. I don't. Let's, I won't hit them all. Hit it, Paul. We got time. I just want to hear his music. Okay. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. You got plenty of time, Coop. We got 20 minutes. Go ahead okay. and run it. Okay. Uh, let's start off. This was. I'll start off with this one because I think this one is one we, we noticed person. Uh, and it was an interesting story. Garrett Robinson of How About That Cigar who has also been running his own, who's been, has a brokerage. He is uh, basically going to be going to a company called Don Doroteo Cigars as the vice president of sales. So, so tell uh, me about this company, because I, I, it was not familiar to me. Do you guys know them? I did not know them, but uh, from what I saw, these guys do not make cheap cigars. No, Garrett's I very up in the brand. Yeah. Uh, it, what the story with this company is, is uh, they make the cigars at La Aurora. Right. And the guy who owns the company, his grandfather used to be a grower that sold the tobacco to La Aurora right, years right, ago. Right, right. So they have an interesting story. They only have one line. I know they're expanding the lines. Garrett's been talking about this brand for a while with me. He gave me one of the cigars up in Minnesota. I smoked it. It's actually a very good cigar. He's going to have a lot of work cut out for him. I can tell you this, though. Because you get it before or after July 22. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Does it make the list? Does it make the list for It's next year. It's next year. I don't know. I haven't determined if it's if it's yet up there. I haven't reviewed it yet. But it was an it was an interesting cigar. Um, just because it wasn't like a cookie cutter cigar. I like a lot of La Aurora stuff, so it was it was a good cigar. Yeah. That would be a Paul question. 
Yeah. No, it's not a me thing. It's whoever produces yeah. them. I can't control the volume on them. Oh. We we don't have that. There's limitations to the program we use. Like I'd like to have a preview while we're running spots so that I can make sure that everybody's pictures are in the right thing. We don't have that capability. Yeah, because you're so on top of everything. I can see that you want that kind of control. Yeah. Uh, what else? So so this became effective when? Uh, effective immediately. Now, what, do you know where they're out of? Uh, they, I mean, they're out of Dominican is all I know. Uh, oh, they, so, they don't have a U.S. office? I don't know if they have a U.S. office. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Well, now it's at Garrett's house. Uh, right? I, guess. I mean, Garrett, Garrett's probably going to be chef, cook, and bottle washer for a while is what I imagine because, you know, he's going to probably be the rep for a while. Usually with a small company, it's tough to hire. I mean, I don't know how you're going to hire brokers in a sales team right away. I think you got to have, he's going to have to really work that brand for a while himself. How long has the company been around? They launched last year at the trade show. Oh, okay. So that's why I haven't heard of them. A very new company, yeah. Well, he was very high on them at the trade show. We wish you all the best, Garrett. Good luck. Yeah, it's always, good, guy, it's, it's, it's always good to see a media guy get an up. I think he's still going to do the show with Matt, though, it sounds like. so. Good. That's good. Yeah, it, it, it got slow. Yeah, that was um, that was that story, which was interesting. Uh, Davidoff made some news this week. Uh, they are bringing back um, the Davidoff Classic number one. Uh, which is basically a Lancero, and it's being rebranded the Davinoff Signature Number One, and they're going to be doing a limited release of that of fifteen thousand boxes of Lanceros. Hold so, on, they're bringing back the. I just saw the spec sheet on this. They're bringing back the exact same cigar. Yeah, they're just going to call it Davinoff Signature instead of Davinoff Classic now because they rebranded that whole white label line. So they took a regular production line that used to exist that they discontinued, and now they're bringing it back as a limited edition. Yep. And Lancero, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's going to be shipping at the end of the month. Uh, I thought that was, again, I thought it was interesting. David Story doesn't do a lot with Lanceros. What we do when we run out of creativity. Right. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll, they'll uh, hey, listen, some type of 702 back or something. That cigar's right up my alley. Yeah, as I was just saying, that size right up my alley. Hopefully you're right. They do it at 702. I still yeah, got it's, so yeah, it's kind of a little bit of an off. It's a 7.5 by 39, which is usually Lancero's a 38, but it's a 39 there. Um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, Lancero fans will say very good things about that cigar. Uh, it was very, you know, but Davidoff just doesn't do a lot of Lancero's anymore. I think I mean, it's, it's not disgustingly boxes. priced either, right? No, uh, I want to say it was like 28 bucks or something. 28 like that. bucks, which for Davidoff these days is not, you know, Davidoff's been in the 50 range with everything yeah. limited they make. Yeah, this is a limited edition. Uh, I sort of comment this is, I think, a one time run of 15,000 boxes. I don't think it's going to be an ongoing production. So it's not a limited production, it's a limited edition. Limited edition, yeah. Limit, yeah, they, they mean they, they're only planning one production from what I understand. It may, but we don't know that yet. Davidoff typically doesn't do that, is what I've seen. Davidoff typically they bring back these older releases. It's a one-time deal, so that's what I've seen from them. What else you got going on, Coop? Oh, we got another Chinese New Year cigar coming out. <laughs> uh, we have the Year of the Rabbit by Placencia coming out. Uh, this is going. Is to not be... the Year of the Rabbit over? It's... Or is it the Year of the Rabbit? It's, it's the, the Year of the Rabbit. rabbit. It's the it's Year of the now. Rabbit now. Okay. Yeah, next year's Year of the Dragon, which is going to be insane, by the way. Like, you think it, Rabbit's big? Wait till Year of the Dragon comes in. Like, like the Candyman. You speak his name and he appears. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere. Garrett's here. Um, there he goes. Yeah, he heard his name. Good job, so Garrett. What, what, was, what was technically the year of last year? Last uh, year. Tiger. Uh, tiger, yes. Oh, yes. Tiger, that's yeah. right. right. Yep, yep. Uh, 
the, so that uh, Rudolph releases a cigar before the year instead of during the year of the animal. Most of them come out with them. Like, Davidoff does it the November before the Chinese New Year, yeah. Right, isn't Chinese New Year, like, February-ish? It's February, but they want to get them into the market a lot of times before Chinese New Year happens. Uh, Placencia, I know, was taking orders for this cigar for a while. Uh, but this is a $52 cigar, it's going to be. Why not? Wow. It's a Zodiac cigar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's uh, so in from what you know, I, I don't know, Abe, you have a perspective on it, but the retailers I've talked to said these these Zodiac cigars sell very well, even at the higher price points. Um, have we had one other than Davidoff until recently? We got the well, Ernesto we, we got the Ernesto one, but that sells as a set, so it's not like yeah. you can buy a, yeah, we're, buy we're a, actually gonna be doing like 12 we actually, different cigars. By the way, our team actually has the Ernesto set, we're gonna be doing a show on, on that, really. Yeah, we uh, we we each uh, we got one, so we'll do, we're we're gonna smoke a few of the cigars and do a show on it. I think we got two of them just to have them. You know, my prediction is one of them will be in the rare and vintage room five years from now. Like I believe months. so, but I believe Ernesto. It, it, I wonder if they'll continue this every year because they did all. The difference with right. Ernesto's is they did the whole Zodiac right. in the box. Yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of liked it too, and, and they're they're. By the way, these are not cheap. Those Ernesto cigars are eighty three dollars a yeah, piece. The box yeah. is a thousand dollars. So. Yeah, um, yes. I think the only Zodiac cigars we've ever gotten was Davidoff's. Do we do anybody else's, Alex? Um, I mean, not counting, you know, True Estate, Year of the Rat, right? But other than that, I mean, that comes out like every year. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even consider that a Zodiac cigar, really. They, and by the way, Drew Estate did one. They did their Year of the Rabbit, but they they sell it through like uh, an Asian distributor. Right, but, but not yeah. in the United States. Yeah, it's not for the United States. They, but they did a Year of the Ox, same thing. Yeah. Their Zodiac cigars aren't sold in the U.S. No, but they, they, they but you, but, but they make their way to the U.S. They like do, everything. like everything, like because, everything and everybody. Yeah, because a lot of retailers will buy through that distributor and then resell it. So, I mean, I've I've gotten my hands on the like they did Year of the Ox. I got my hands on that one a couple of years ago. So, uh, but they put that under again. It's a more premium offering. They put it under the Liga Privada line with that. So, you know that that was announced early in the week as well. All right. What else we got going on? Uh, we have a uh, if if you one of my big stories of the year was STG last year doing fifty nine new releases, so they're they're on the same pace this year. This is already their third announcement of a cigar of the year. Uh, they have announced they are uh, they're gonna have a La Gloria Cubana Serie R Maduro number no. eight, which is a seven by seventy line extension of the Serie R line. They did the no. natural last year. Now they're doing the Maduro. Yeah. Line extensions for me are almost, I guess they are kind of new. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing that, that, that seven by 70. In your 59 number, are you including Vitola editions? Yes. But not the most, but, but, but when they promote, yeah, when they promote it kind of as a, through a press release is how we do it. So, okay, but if they just added a new size to an existing line, you're counting that. As a new yeah, release. I mean, but I'll tell you, a lot of what they released was not line extensions. There were a few sprattered in there, but uh, there was a lot of new things released last year. I mean, uh, I put the list up on Coop. You can see it. It's a pretty comprehensive list. Jeez. 7 by 70 is not a bad play, though. I mean, look, let, let's face it. Uh, look, 7 by 70 people think about the digger. Um, LaFleur in typical fashion has a hard time keeping diggers on shelf. So this is just another seven by 70 alternative. There's not a lot of seven by seventies out there and the guys that smoke them, smoke them. You know, there's guys that, that, you know, 
they come for their LaFleur diggers. So I guess if LaFleur diggers are out, there's this other 7 by 70 you know, in LaGloria. What other cigars make a seven by seventy? Lunatic, Agonorsa Lunatic makes one. Asylum makes one. It's not a ton. Perdomo makes one. Perdomo, yeah, Menso. Perdomo, Perdomo Menso now has a big inch, boy. Inch by Ernesto. You know, a, a lot of the, gauge, it was uh, just not even in my wheelhouse. I, I can smoke seventy, but I actually smoked the Asylum so ninety, and I told Tom Wazuka honestly, I said it's not smokable. It's too, too big to smoke. It's too big. Seventy, I can get away with. Eighties, pushing it. Nineties, unsmokable. It's like smoking a, a Gatorade bottle. Literally. That's, that's a big it, cigar. Yeah, you know, I saw what Lunatic did with one of their 80 ring gauges is they did a Bellicoso with it. Yes, did which, the right by 80 makes it a lot more. It makes it a lot more approachable is what I'll tell you with that. It doesn't feel like you're smoking an 80. It feels like you're smoking a 60. Right, that's not a – that's normal. That, I get yeah. that. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What else you got going on, Paul? Um, that's funny. Uh, one other story I'll mention is uh, it's TAA season. So apparently the TAA has announced they have uh, this year they, they they contacted me on this that they have opened up a submission period for what's going to be their TAA cigars. Basically, manufacturers can submit what they want as a TAA cigar, um, and they'll be announced in March. But here's the thing: I already know some manufacturers have already had TAA cigars prepped and ready to go. Um, so I'm not sure if they were just if they were pre-approved or if they did it with the announcement it's most likely they'll be approved so um but yeah there's like a dozen cigars they normally release for the taa and uh, you know we've talked a lot about them that there's too many of them so i don't think that's going to change this year for sure um when is the taa this year it's in march 26th at casa de campo in the dominican republic shit really it's coming up yeah i thought they moved that shit to the fall I thought they moved it to February. That's uh, there's talk of moving the whole thing to the fall. If, if Especially if PCA moves, that's going to definitely move TAA to the fall, is what I've been told. March 26th? I don't even know if I got any paperwork for that. Yep, I have it. March 26th at Casa de Campo, which is a pretty cool resort. Yeah, that's going to be... A lot of people will be working hard at Casa de Campo, I'll tell you that. <laughs> March 26th. Uh, I got to look into that Monday. Right after the Great Smoke, Abe. So it's perfect timing. Oh, yeah, perfect timing. Yeah. People think the Great Smoke's over when the Great Smoke's over. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's what I got for news this week. All right. Well, that is the scoop with Coop. As always, check out great stories, reviews, and what's going on. Always rumor and teaser free at cigar-coop.com. All right. That being said. It's time to close out our show in our typical fashion with our segment sponsored by Gurkha. Would you rather? to be the first victim this week just throw it out there yeah i'll go i'll I'll start with paul paul would you rather have a weekend with the boys i don't mean your boys i mean like your male friends okay so a weekend Uh, alone (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Already <laughs> sounding good. You ruined the joke. Um, or have your wife take the kids only for a weekend vacation away, which basically could end up being the same thing. <laughs> so wait, a weekend alone with the you boys? go out with the boys for a weekend somewhere, or you okay. wait kids for a weekend somewhere vacation and you're home alone. So a weekend alone or be, home alone? Yeah, I'd rather be home alone. I don't want to hang out with people. I don't think Paul's catching the joke. I, I don't think it's my choice, but yeah. Alex, could you even imagine call? Hey, what's going on? You want to go to Vegas next weekend? I'd be like, what? They just opened a Disney World branch in Vegas? What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. I really don't know the answer to this one because I don't think either. I don't think you're either one of these kind of guys, but let's find out. Would you rather have a Harley Davidson or a slingshot? I'm not either one of those guys. Yeah, I didn't think you were a motorcycle guy either. But I'm I'm probably gonna go slingshot. Just for easier driving sake. Yeah, easier driving. All right, they have like what three, four wheels. They're three little, wheels. Two in three the front. wheels. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little, yeah, I'm more of a you know, I'm not a daredevil on the road, so I don't know. I never had that motorcycle craze, you know, got kids. Slingshot seems remotely safer than a than a Harley. I had two. I cannot imagine you on a bike. Oh, I yeah. had two. First one was a soft tail. Second one was a road king. Wow. I'm got, it in, got it in and out of my system. Uh, shortly after we had kids, my brand is like, yeah, okay. bike days are coming to an end. It's hard to argue in Florida. Cooper. I'm kind of, I kind of like this question. Ready? Yep. Would you rather be in a karaoke competition or a dance-off held at the next PCA? Karaoke. <laughs> got, <laughs> Dojo's got some video of me doing karaoke somewhere. Oh, I, I would love that. Yeah, it's karaoke. And I could do karaoke, but dance-off, no, no chance. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody can do karaoke. <laughs> I don't mind doing it, but I don't mind doing it. I, I will do it. Oh, you mean you could? You don't? You're not embarrassed to do it? I'm not embarrassed to do it. Dance off. I'm just bad at. It. I actually can be decent at karaoke. Okay. Really? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I'm decent at it. If I know the song, I, I can do it. Yeah. See, I think Coop has an advantage because he's gonna know most songs. The guy right. knows like every. So he's not really stuck having to read. Right. He'll at least have an idea. Yeah. Well, I would never do a karaoke song that I really didn't know, just my voice. Yeah, who knows but, every fucking song? That's the problem. But, but dancing involves like a physical like talent that I don't have, right? And I went, I went for like ballroom dancing once with my wife, and it was a disaster. I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, and I wanted to try it. It wasn't like I was forced to do it. I wanted to try it, but I'm like, this ain't for me, you know. But karaoke, I, I, I wouldn't have no problem if there was a karaoke contest being in it. Well, next time you're down here, Coop, let's do karaoke. I'm, I'll, I, do, I'm I'll, I'll do it. Game. I'll do it, yeah. Like Dude, I said, Dojo's got some video of me somewhere from Nicaragua. If, of someone, me doing karaoke. if someone threw a karaoke party at the PCA, I bet you that would be a huge hit. Sure it would be. I really don't know why they thought of that. I bet you it would be a huge hit. Yeah. You know, if they did a PCA, like we've talked about this a lot, if they did yeah. that, it would just be so people. That's just a it. simple idea. Listen, I I remember one of the great smokes when the after party was literally just in the courtyard. Um, you know, it, it would it just so happened John Bull had uh, was it John Bull right there? Bull, Bull John yeah. Bull. 
they had karaoke night that night, and yeah, I right. remember watching guys like Jeff Groover do karaoke and to well, drink. All the after party basically in the courtyard. And right. We started start yeah. doing it. Yeah, karaoke's tougher when you can't pick the song though. But when you can pick your own song, you can back. You know, because like I said, you know the song is actually pretty good. You they do karaoke where you can't pick your own song. What was that? They do karaoke where you can't pick your own song. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's oh, karaoke yeah. roulette in some places. They'll yeah. they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. I just like karaoke because when I walk up there, the, you know, the the crowd's like, "Oh God, look at this guy!" And then I right, right. a little bit, so they're yeah. all like, "Hey." Yeah. yeah. When you come down, they go, "Oh God, look at that guy!" But he can sing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's good to be back, but unfortunately, I guess we're not back for two weeks. We got nobody to do a show next week. We got I'm, 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 I'm heading to Nicaragua. Coop said in Nicaragua. Nicaragua. I'm, I'm going fishing. Trip, baseball, basketball. Carmine's first fishing. Go, you'll find something to do. Are you going on a boat? Or are you actually going just like to appear? Drift boat, which is the worst type of fishing ever. I hate drift boat fishing. There's just 40 people lined up on the side of a boat. Half the time you're spending your time going like this, going over people. It's a, I hate drift boat fishing. Uh, Huh? It's with the, the, the club and his chess club and those people oh, and all those, the academy. And so, you know, but he's never been. So because yeah, I haven't, I haven't fished like I used to fish. Kevin Shahan up and you can produce a show because I, I don't even know how to work the board. I take you up on that. Otherwise, if not, we'll see you back in two weeks where the officials season number six of Till the Table begin. Heartthrobs, best heartthrobs of all time. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Keep it lit. <laughs>